0: You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number 38, and today we're talking about content marketing and how you can choose the right format for your growing business. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now here's your host, Cindy Bidar. Welcome back to the Tiny Course Empire podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Bidar. You'll find show notes and recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 38. If you're new here, Welcome to you. I am excited to have you join us. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, coming up next week, I'm gonna take you behind the scenes of my content development system, and you're not gonna wanna miss that one. This week, though, is all about content creation and marketing. We're going to go over your options, what it takes to get started with each style of content, the pros and cons of each one, and how to choose the right content marketing format for your business. But first, why do you need content at all? What's the point? Well, the short answer is because content is how your new subscribers and your future customers will find you. If you think about it, I bet you can trace many of your online relationships back to a piece of content you either read, listened to, or watched. I've often told people that I can trace every single dollar I've made online back to my friend and mentor, Kelly McCauzy. She was the first person I met in the literal in-person sense who had an online business, and I discovered her through the content she was creating. This week, I bought a course on starting a YouTube channel. The course creator's name is Matt Diavella, and I'm on his mailing list because I found him on YouTube a couple of years ago. In other words, I found him through the content he produces. Those are just two examples, but I have dozens more, and I bet you can think of plenty of examples in your own life, too. In fact, you might even be listening to this right now because you found me through a piece of content I published or through an affiliate or a JV partner who published a piece of content that led you to me. Here's the biggest thing, though. Creating and publishing content on a consistent basis will reduce or even eliminate your advertising costs. Think about that for a minute. That course that I bought from YouTube... When I logged into the forum, there were almost 4,000 members already there. Now, Matt Diavella does not have an affiliate program, I asked, and I haven't seen a single Facebook ad for this course. Those sales, from what I can see anyway, come only through his own content creation efforts. Pat Flynn, who actually I first found out about through an interview he did with Nicole Dean, which is in itself another form of content, Pat Flynn says it best. He says that the key to building an audience is to provide them with small, quick wins. That's really at the heart of content marketing. That's why we're doing it. Now, you might be saying right now that you know all of this, that you already publish content online, and if so, that's perfect. Kudos to you. I am glad to hear that you're doing that, and I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of this podcast to share that content channel with me. But I got to tell you, I polled my subscribers a few weeks back, and here's what they said about content strategy and the channels that they publish on. 37% listed their primary content style as social media. 37%. My heart sank a little bit when I saw that, if I'm being honest. Social media, to my mind, should not be your primary anything. Social media is a place to share the content you're creating elsewhere, but it shouldn't be your main gig. I've seen too many stories of companies who invested everything into their social content only to lose their entire business to a single algorithm change. Social media and the content you publish there is on rented land. It can be taken away from you at any time. And I just don't wanna see you put all of your energy into Facebook or Instagram or TikTok only to have your traffic destroyed by a policy change Or worse, to have your account removed with no notice and no opportunity to get it back. Like I said, social media can be useful for distributing content you're creating elsewhere, so I'm not gonna throw it under the bus just yet, but just don't make it the only thing that you do. All right, so if we're not talking about social media, what are we talking about? When I talk content style, I'm referring to one of three formats either written, audio, or video. Now, there are others, of course. In fact, when I was researching this episode, I even found one article that listed 113 different styles of content. But at the end of the day, all of those 113 ideas fall into one of three big categories. They're all either written, they're audio, or they're video. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Let's start with some definitions just so we're all on the same page. When I talk about written content, I'm referring to blog posts or articles. In my survey, I was really happy to see that 38% of you publish on your blog. If that's you, keep it up. That blog is a great tool for generating traffic to your business. Audio content is almost always a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now. And video content is most often published on YouTube as that's where you're going to find the biggest audience. Now, within those three categories, you can publish a nearly endless variety of content, and that's where that article with the 113 types of content becomes more relevant. You can publish case studies or recipes or interviews or how-to guides or product reviews or, well, you get the idea. There are lots and lots and lots of different things that you can publish, and most of them will fit into all three content buckets. In other words, they can all be either written or audio or video. The question is, what's your content style? Which one will you commit to creating on a consistent basis? Let's consider the options. Before we dive in though, I want to make it clear that in this episode, I'm talking about content in support of your business rather than content As your business. In other words, we're not talking about the pros and cons of becoming a professional YouTuber and earning all of your income through ad placement and sponsored video. What I am talking about is using content to grow your audience and to drive traffic to the things you do sell, whether that's courses or products or to your coaching or your service-based business. Okay, so now that we're clear on why you need content and how it can support your business, Let's dive into those content formats we talked about. We'll start with written content. That's the one with the lowest barrier to entry. If you have a computer and a keyboard, you can publish written content. I wanna make it clear though, that I'm recommending you publish content on your own site. So that does require a little bit more than just a computer and a keyboard. You also need a website on a domain that you own. But even that's super easy these days, and my guess is that you already have a website since you have or plan to start an online business. So written content in the form of a blog is an easy next step for you. Of course, there are some downsides to blogging. Probably the biggest one is the competition. Top bloggers make good use of search engine optimization to attract visitors, and since there are only 10 spots on the first page of the Google results, the competition can be pretty fierce. It also takes time and effort to get a post or an article to rank well. There's intention behind it, from choosing the right keywords, to constructing your content in the right way, to promoting it and building those backlinks. I'll share some resources in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about how SEO works and how you can use it to drive more traffic to your blog. Next up is audio content or podcasting. My guess is, since you're listening to this, that podcasting is of interest to you. I admit I'm a huge fan myself. Most of the content I consume is either audio or video. I love that I can listen while I'm doing something else like walking the dog or folding the laundry or doing dishes. Now, podcasting does have a bit higher barrier to entry than blogging does. You're going to need a microphone and a media host for one thing, and technically, it's a bit more difficult to set up than a blog, but it's not anything that you can't figure out. Compared to blogging, podcasting is still relatively new, which means there's a lot less competition. But don't take that to mean that there is no competition. One article I read claimed that there are around 2 million podcasts. But you have to take that with a grain of salt. Most of them are inactive, meaning they're not currently publishing new content. Now, just like you might search Google for an answer to a question, podcast listeners will search their directory of choice for new shows to listen and subscribe to. Even if there are dozens or even hundreds of podcasts in your niche, that's still a lot less than you would find in a Google search, which can make it easier to be found as a podcaster than as a blogger. Now, like blogging, one big downside to podcasting will be the time it takes to gain traction. It takes effort to build an audience and to begin seeing results. And most podcasters, just like I suspect most bloggers, give up well before they get there. Finally, we have video. This content style has the highest barrier to entry just because of the equipment required. At the very least, you're going to need a webcam or a smartphone and the ability to use it. For a more professional look, you might also need lighting, a proper video camera, a tripod, a microphone, or even some other gear. You'll probably want to edit your videos too, so that's another piece of software to purchase and learn. While there are some very good, simple options available, if you want to do anything fancy with your videos, like text overlays or screen transitions, you'll need a more full-featured video editor. Video has a lot of upsides, though, and very few downsides, surprisingly. First, according to most accounts, video is a must-have in today's content marketing toolbox. In a HubSpot survey, 53% of consumers wanted to see more video and 62% of people pay close attention to the videos they do watch. The big downside of creating video content is that you're going to be dependent on YouTube for your distribution and audience growth because it's really the only game in town. With a blog, you're publishing on your own site and putting the effort into ranking well on search engines, but it's still your content on your site. With podcasting, you have the podcast directories, and there are many of them, for distribution, but the episodes will still live on your site. Video content is different. YouTube is it. They don't have any competition, and while you can also embed your videos on your own site their real home is on YouTube, which makes it feel a little bit like building your business on rented ground, doesn't it? Listen, I'm not trying to say that Google will treat you better than the podcast directories or that YouTube, which is owned by Google, of course, will never change their algorithm in the same way we've seen happen with Facebook and Instagram. I just want you to have all of the information you need to make a good decision for you and for your business. So we've talked about the three types or categories of content. We've looked at the pros and cons of each, and we talked about how easy or not it is to create each type. Now the question is, how do you choose the right one to support your business growth? The first thing you're going to want to consider is your audience and what they prefer. Are they video watchers or are they podcast listeners? Do they prefer to read or do they prefer to listen? If you already have an audience, like an email list or a social following, then you can simply ask them to find out their preferences. A simple one-click survey in an email message or a poll on Facebook are both easy ways to ask. You're not going to get everyone to click or to answer, but hopefully you'll get enough to see if there's a trend. If you don't already have an audience, then that might be even better news because that means you get to decide what type of content you want to create. Something else to consider is whether or not your content will fit the size and shape of the bucket that you've chosen. Here's what I mean by that. I teach online marketing strategies. I can write about that topic in a blog post. I can talk about it here on the podcast, or I can make videos about it. All three of those formats will work for the message that I'm sharing. However, Software and technology plays a big part in learning online marketing, and it's something people ask me about all the time. If I want to tell you about setting up a Google Analytics or creating a course mock-up in Canva or how I use Trello to organize my course material, I can't really do that in a podcast. I could do it in a blog post with lots and lots of screenshots, but really the best format for that kind of content is video. Now, what about your topic? Most subjects will be perfectly clear if you write about them. You might have to include photos or other graphics, but you probably should be doing that anyway, so blogging will always work for you. Video is a good fit for most everything as well. You can easily demonstrate a technique or use images to make a point, or it can just be you on screen talking. But what about podcasting? To me, this is the one that's not always going to work. I can't imagine choosing a podcast if I wanted to learn to paint, for example. That kind of technique-based content really needs a visual to be successful. Now, with that being said, you could start a podcast that talks about art in a different way by studying art history or different styles of painting or by interviewing artists. So here's what I'm saying. Before you choose your content format, get clear on your content subject and make sure that subject is a good fit for your format. The next thing to think about is your own comfort level because let's be real here, publishing a blog post is a whole lot less intimidating than showing your smiling face on camera, am I right? The truth is, It doesn't matter how many studies show that video is now the reigning king of content. If you hate being on video, you're never going to do it consistently. Sure, you might force yourself to fire up that camera once or twice, but if there's one thing I know about content publishing, it's that once or twice isn't going to cut it. You are going to have to commit to showing up week after week, so make sure you're comfortable with the content style you choose. You know yourself best, so ask yourself, what am I willing and able to do on a consistent basis? Finally, consider the potential return on your content marketing investment. Earlier, I mentioned that starting a blog has a low barrier of entry. You probably already have everything you need to get started, which means there's no investment necessary aside from your time to write and publish the content. In other words, your return on investment has the potential to be quite high, provided that you're reaching the right audience. At the other end of the spectrum is video. You might want to invest in a new camera and some lighting gear, and maybe you'll buy a video editing software and spend some time learning to use it. Those costs can add up quickly, and you'll have to recoup them through audience growth and sales before you begin to see a return on that investment. I'll give you a real life example to help illustrate this. I've been publishing this podcast every week for eight months, and I'm beginning to see some sales coming in, and we've certainly added some new subscribers to the mailing list because of it, but it is definitely not paying for itself yet. I am 100% confident that it will be earning a profit at some point, but it is not yet, and that's okay. So that profitability is something you need to consider when you're choosing your content style. Producing a podcast costs more than publishing a blog, and producing video is more expensive than a podcast. Whatever content style you choose, just make sure you can afford to publish it consistently while you build up a body of work because it's going to take some time for it to start generating a profit. I've mentioned a couple of times that consistency is the key to your success in any content channel. It doesn't matter if you're blogging or podcasting or publishing on YouTube. If you're not showing up on a frequent and predictable schedule, you're gonna have trouble building your audience. If you've followed me for a while, you've heard me talk about this before. Consistency is what makes the difference between a successful business and one that struggles. It won't matter how brilliant your ideas are or how professional your videos look, or how much money you spend on your website. If you don't show up to market your business consistently and over the long term, you are not gonna find the success that you deserve. In episode 19 of this podcast, I gave you some tips for showing up consistently in general. I will link to that in the show notes. And next week, I will share with you how I find and organize my content ideas so that I never run out of things to say. If you're not subscribed, now would be a good time to click that button so you don't miss it. But what does that have to do with choosing your content channel? Well, just this. Make sure that whichever format you choose, you're willing and able to publish to that channel at least weekly. That might sound like a big commitment, and it is, But believe me when I say that it matters. Putting your content out there on a weekly basis is the best thing you can do to grow your business in a sustainable way. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, weekly publishing, that is a lot. And you're wondering if you're really up to the task. So here's what I want you to know. This is going to feel hard at first. It will take up way more time than you think it's worth, but it will get easier. The first few weeks of recording this podcast, it took me days to get every single episode done. But the more I did it, the better my system became and the smoother it went. The same will happen for you, too. You just have to give it a little time, but you'll get there. Okay, so for you podcast skimmers and multitaskers out there, let's do a quick recap. There are three main types of content you can use to promote your business. They are written, audio, and video. To choose your content style, you're going to want to consider four things. First, your audience preference. In other words, what will they most enjoy and engage with? If you don't know, you can ask them with an email survey or a social media poll. Next thing you'll consider is your content topic and whether or not it's going to fit neatly within the format you choose. Then think about your comfort level with the format. Are you happy to fire up your camera or would you rather stay behind the scenes? Or maybe find a happy medium with podcasting. Maybe that suits you best. And finally, what's the potential return on your content investment? Obviously, the more you have to invest, the longer it will take to pay off for you. So make sure that you are aware of those numbers before you dive in. Here's what I want you to do next. Head over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 38, where I will have the show notes for you and links to all of the resources we mentioned. And while you're there, I want you to leave me a comment. I would love to know what content format and style you are committing to. And if you already have a channel you publish on consistently, drop me a link so I can check it out. Extra bonus points and virtual high fives if it's a podcast, because I am always on the lookout for new shows I can binge. Finally, if you're enjoying this show, would you do me a favor and leave me a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? That helps other people find us. And of course, if you have a friend or a colleague who would love to hear this episode, you can go ahead and send them the link. That's tinycourseempire.com forward slash 38. And that's it from me this week. Have a terrific day, and I will talk to you again next week.